Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With Molly and Haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report with Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Brad Bigs talks football with you. Molly and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to this station and a valued friend. And he joins us on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, Brad, uh, the uh, season ended and the Bears have now lost 10 straight to the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Jordan Love looked the part, right? He was uh, pretty good yesterday. 84.4% completion rate there. That's pretty good. He seemed to be able to do what he needed to do. They made some mistakes, or they would have scored more points, but 17 enough for them. Yeah, 17 enough, and uh, get to the end of the season, the first year as a starter for Jordan Love, and take a look at it, and... uh, I I think it's fair to say the Green Bay Packers have the best quarterback in the NFC North once again. So uh, you're, you're battling, uh, you're battling that right there. When you talk about how are you going to match up against the Packers? What can you do to overcome uh, a rival that's beaten them 14 times out of the last uh, 15 meetings? That's something they're going to have to uh, sort through among many, many, many things at Hallis Hall this offseason. Good to see you yesterday, Brad. At Lambeau, enjoyed your 10 thoughts as usual this morning at chicagotribune.com. Found a couple things that are really interesting. Let's start with, you believe that Matt Eberflus has a four-year contract. You believe that Kevin Warren is going to play a big role in the decision-making process. And you believe that, in all likelihood, if Eberflus does indeed return, as many expect, it will be with two new coordinators, correct? Well, if he returns, it's guaranteed to be with one new coordinator, right? Because uh, Alan Williams is in uh, parts unknown, uh, and he's been there since uh, the very beginning of the season, really. And, yeah, I would think that uh, when you evaluate uh, what happened for him offensively this season, uh, you take a look at the last six games. They have uh, two, two games without uh, an offensive touchdown, and then a third game, with uh, one offensive touchdown that came on a one-yard drive uh, at Cleveland, and you say, hey, something's got to change here. Uh, There's probably uh, more that needs to be done than just looking uh, very closely at the quarterback position uh, as it pertains to the draft in April. I would would think all that. And Iberflus with a four-year contract, I I believe – that is the case. Uh, I asked the question day one at the introductory press conference for Matt Eberflus, what is the length of your contract? Uh, he declined to say. Some some people uh, were outraged that I would ask the question. Uh, pretty pertinent right now, uh, if the Bears were to consider moving on from Matt Eberflus, do, uh, does the team owe him for the next two years or the next three years? But after poking around, talking to some people, I'm, I'm relatively confident it's a four-year deal uh, for Matt Eberflus. 
keep in mind the Chicago Bears since the mid-50s have only launched one head coach after just two seasons, and that was Mark Trestman uh, nine Nine years ago, right? Uh, yeah, nine years ago after the uh, 2014 season. This segment with Brad Biggs is sponsored by Estwing Professional Tools, made in the USA for 100 years, estwing.com. Brad, um, maybe the guy that improved his stock the most was Jalen Johnson because apparently that defense doesn't work without him and uh, – And his contract is up, and um, did anything change in the way they perceive him? Obviously, four takeaways, and you're worried that he didn't have enough of those, but he's made the Pro Bowl now, and uh, they are pretty lost without him. Yeah, you know, a couple things worked against him defensively yesterday. Number one, Love gets the ball out so quickly. The Packers were able to... Uh, pay a little extra attention to Montez Sweat and combine that with with uh, you know, Jordan Love's uh, back foot hitting the top of the drop and the ball's coming out right and and he's got enough uh, athletic ability to to uh, move around and and open a, a new window on a different platform when he needs to on some of those plays that he made uh, on the move and yeah you're gonna you, any any defense is gonna miss its best uh, cornerback. Uh, you, you've got to hope here that the uh, shoulder injury is not serious for Jalen. I asked him after the game, I said, hey, is this something that could require surgery, which is uh, it's significant to get to the bottom of that because he, previously he's had surgery on each shoulder, uh, guys, and, and it was a shoulder issue coming out of Utah in the draft that probably prevented Jalen from being a first-round draft pick. Bears got him in round two back uh, in 2020, he said he didn't believe that he would need surgery, so I think that's a positive. Uh, he's in line for a, a big payday. You would imagine that happens uh, with the Bears, and we'll just have to see where it goes from him from here. A uh, little bit of a bumpy game for, for the other guys out there, and Terrell Smith leaves with, uh, I think it was a quad injury. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson made a couple big plays, then gave up some catches. Uh, I think you'll see a more consistent uh, Tyreek Stevenson in 2024. He's got an awful lot of snaps uh, under his belt now uh, that he can use to uh, build and grow from. So, Brad, what are you hearing? What are you expecting? What do you think based on your experience in terms of what the – flow of information will be out of Hallis Hall. When we'll know about Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, and I know it'll be a while on Justin Fields. We're starting to get some hints, but that's going to take some time. Yeah, there, there's, there's really no reason for them to reach any type of conclusion with what way they're going to go at the quarterback position anytime soon. In terms of uh, Matt Eberflus and his staff, uh, if the Bears are going to jump into that market for a head coach, they don't want to wait too long. Now, the NFL's tweaked some of the rules for uh, interview windows for candidates and, and things of that such. So if the Bears got going here in another 48 hours, I don't think they'd necessarily be uh, behind, but you probably don't want to wait a whole lot longer than that. And if the Bears go that direction, guys – they better feel 
mighty confident in their ability to get a guy that they deem, hey, this, this is our top two candidates or so. These these are the the big it's the big game we're hunting here because we've already seen some fire and shoot. You know, Arthur Smith got fired at what twelve oh one last night. Um, Washington moved on from Ron Rivera this morning. You're going to probably see some more movement. What will be the future of Bill Belichick in New England? Uh, Jerry Jones seems to have a uh, weekly referendum on Mike McCarthy. There is smoke in Tennessee, which is a little hard to believe with the job that Mike Brable's done, uh, but we'll find out in the near future if there's a fire uh, in Nashville as well. So you, you just start looking around the league, then you wonder if there could be a surprise one on top of that, and before you know it, you're going to be close to uh, filling up uh, your two hands, counting uh, the number of teams with openings. And as you guys know, it's difficult for the league to create that many uh, legit candidates that have a serious chance of working out because you, you see some of these organizations are sort of permanently stuck in that hiring and firing cycle. They just don't spend that much time not being in the process. And so if the Bears are going to jump back into that, by golly, uh, they better be prepared to get the guy who's actually going to get it right, going to get it fixed, uh, and going to lead them towards some success where, um, you know, you spend the, the bulk of the football season talking about the football on the field and not uh, keeping one eye or both eye sort of looking at the uh, off season. Hey, look how they can get better. You know, Brad, you mentioned that they got 16 free agents. We've talked about the uh, most important one, Jalen Johnson. Is there anybody else that, that you would bring back among that group? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be cruel to people, but they've got a lot of guys that started game. I mean, I don't see Lucas Patrick returning, Justin Jones, maybe Darnell Mooney at the right price. Uh, Dante Foreman, that was super weird. What happened there? He, he It was personal issues. Um, and Gokway, I, I just don't, I don't see them bringing a lot of these guys back. So that's your roster turnover right there, maybe. Yeah, it, the the question you're going to have to answer before I think you really dive into, hey, what's going to happen with this list of free agents is who's coaching them? Who's the coach? Uh, what are they doing scheme-wise on each side of the ball? And then you go from there. If they've got Iberflus back and uh, the, the majority of the position coaches, perhaps there's a fit for a guy like uh, Justin Jones with the hope being that, that – uh, you know, he doesn't have to play as many snaps and you're leaning more on some of your younger guys uh, and things of that nature. But the list of free agents, shoot, it's cutting about half from where it was a year ago. So there's not going to be nearly uh, as much turnover. But Jalen Johnson's the, the real big one there. And then after that, you, you look at both of those names and you're like, eh, yeah, I can see him back, but I, I don't see a big problem uh, if he's not back. They ought to be able to find uh, somebody else. But 
um, they've got a lot of work to do. And uh, it's it's multiple elements, free agency, it's the draft, it's potentially trades. Uh, and then you get into it's it's draft and it's development, right? It's it's twofold. And they did a they did a decent job this year, I think, with the development end of uh, bringing along a lot of those young players. wasn't great for all of them. Yeah, the Foreman thing was a was a little uh, hard to figure out there uh, at the end. But if Foreman's active yesterday and he's getting some carries, uh, guess what? Roshan Johnson's probably not getting as many carries, so you've got uh, people wondering, hey, well, why aren't you playing this draft pick that's averaging uh, whatever he was at, about four and a half yards a carry. Um, the, the running yeah, and, game. And Foreman uh, doesn't was, play special was, teams, right? I mean, that's a big part exactly. of it, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's not he's not a big pass catcher uh, out of the backfield. So, you know, is it is what it is uh, with him. I would think Mooney goes elsewhere. I think he'll have a decent – market uh might get paid a little bit more than some people uh imagine uh, didn't have a great year uh didn't get a lot of opportunities there for the bulk of the season like the ball was not going uh darnell's direction all right brad point five on your 10 thoughts i do see a path to justin fields being on the roster in 2024 what kind of lenses are you using to see that path because it seems like well, it would be I, a remote one, it, right? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't okay. think the chances are great for this path, guys. But but I think it. I almost think it's the. It's kind of the only scenario I see Fields returning in, and that would be uh, if the Bears traded down at number one, but still drafted a quarterback. So you trade down from one overall. You still draft a quarterback, uh, and then you've got Fields uh, probably in position as the starter uh, to begin the season, and you've got the rookie. I think there are some complications uh, to that scenario. I I don't think it's um, – that there's a high probability that that happens, but we certainly can't – uh, discount that right now. I, I do not see a path where they look at it, they evaluate it, and, and say, yep, we're good with Justin as the starter next year. We're going to trade down from one and uh, draft a left tackle or Marvin Harrison. We're going to use our pick uh, at, at nine and get uh, a wide receiver or a defensive lineman, and we're just going to build this thing around the quarterback. Fields has not done enough for the Bears to arrive at that conclusion, in my opinion. Uh, possibly, possibly keep Fields, trade down from number one overall, uh, select a quarterback. But, again, I think there are some challenges to that. And I would guess, just a hunch, that Fields camp would be like, hey, you know, we'd really prefer a trade. Um, you know, players can ask for a trade and the team can say that's not in the cards. Uh so we'll have we'll have to see a long way to go uh, before we get uh, to a decision on the quarterback. What about the rest of the decisions? I mean, I, if they're going to fire someone, I imagine they do it relatively quickly. The Fields thing could take months. I don't know that you're looking to make any moves until you have to. I think there's a lot of work they got to do and a lot of people to talk to. Um, but I would expect. 
that if they're going to make any, any coaches changing, that would be relatively soon. Yeah, I would. I, I think that's got to happen in the next roughly 48 hours. If you're going to devote today uh, to exit interviews for the players, as Ibrahim suggested yesterday, a process that likely has already begun, if they keep the same timetable that they used a year ago, uh, then tomorrow you're probably in meetings starting early in the morning working through uh, a lot of different things involving George McCaskey, Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, and um, and then when, when they reach whatever type of conclusion they're going to come to, then I think they have to uh, have a meeting to determine um, how they want to present the message, right? Because uh, presenting the message is something that they haven't always excelled at uh, at Hallis Hall. So figure out um, what they want that message to be, how they're going to put it out there, uh, and then announce a date and time for their uh, for their media session. But yeah, I, think, I would think in the next day to two, two and a half days, we, we've got a pretty clear picture about what they want to do with the coaching staff. This isn't something uh, that should need all week to drag out. The evaluation process has been going on all season. You're not reaching a conclusion uh, during the season, but you're evaluating, and, and now they just have to complete – that process. Brad, what'd you think about the Justin Fields uh, situation when he hit his head and bounced off the turf? That was awesome. Jonathan Owens took a shot, didn't get a flag, which I think is a separate discussion, but stays in for three more stat- snaps, leaves the field for one, injury tent for 15 seconds, back on the field because they asked him if he knew where he was, and then after the game, I think everyone treated it like, well, yeah, you know, he just dinged it like it was a sprained ankle. I, I was really kind of disappointed. His head bounced off it, that turf, It was man. scary. It was really scary. What was your take, Brad? Yeah, it was uh, a play that probably deserved a flag, and, and I was watching the official on the sideline that was downfield, and it was when he was moving forward, he reached behind him as if, he was grabbing for the flag, and and so I'm like, oh, finally, this this kid's gonna get a call here. There's gonna be a rough to the passer call, and he didn't pull it out. And uh, some of the other ones that people have uh, moaned about this season, I didn't think were worthy of calls. That one, in in my estimation, certainly was. Um, it was along the same lines as the uncalled hit in Cleveland by Zadarius Smith, which resulted in a fine uh, for Smith the week following that game. And, and fortunately, um, you know, the, the process identified, hey, here's a guy whose head hit the turf. We had to take a look at him. They've got an independent doctor involved. So I, I don't think this is a situation where the Bears rushed him right back out there. Justin said they checked him out for his balance and things uh, of that nature. I'm not going to pretend to have any um, expertise in uh, brain science, but uh, they checked him out. He was, he was back out there, but it certainly uh, looked scary uh, when his head 
went off the turf. Thanks, Brad. Great stuff. Great catching up with you. We'll be talking very Good stuff, Big Z. Yep. Have a great day, guys. Are you a local business owner or employee? How would you like to have your commercial air during Super Bowl 58 right here on The Score? This is your chance. We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on The Score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood One. Log on now to 670thescore.com backslash contest to enter. Do it now. You can learn more details. Deadline to enter is January 19th. What a great idea, and we are here for the people. We have more giveaways. Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks announced a 2024 one-night-only Chicago show at Soldier Field, and we've got tickets for you now. Be the sixth caller. Scores contest line 312-540-0670 to win a pair of tickets to Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks. June 21st, 2024, at Soldier Field, on sale Friday at 10 a.m., courtesy of Live Nation. 312-644-6767, Mullion Hall on the score. Offensive coordinator Luke Getzke and Matt Ebers lose the head coach. I am really impressed watching the tape this week by Luke Getzke, the offensive coordinator. Second year calling plays, and boy, he's outstanding. Coming from that Shanahan Kubiak tree. And by the way, it's Getsy, Jim. <laughs> Getsy. <laughs> by the way, Jim, I mispronounced his name twice. That Getsky is really one hell of a coach. Can I? Is that Wayne Getsky? <sighs> he, he's a oh, hockey that, guy. No, he's a, he's a Sox GM or whatever. Oh, listen. How do you how do you not know, how do you the know? name of the offensive coordinator you're about to praise? Now, listen. If he wasn't going to dive into yeah. those waters if he was just going to be an agnostic and just say, you know, the Bears offense has struggled. Uh, today it's not functioning well. And coming off a 37-point effort against the Falcons, boy, did they look bad. Okay, but if you're going to – Compliment the guy without yes. knowing his name? Yeah, I, I mean, why didn't he mention that Ryan Pace had been the guy that drafted uh, – Justin Fields. Isn't, remember he would do a game and Ryan Pace was here and he was just constantly going Eastern on. Eastern Illinois Pride. The, exactly. Eastern Illinois Pride. They you got to have it. They together at some point. Yeah, the alma mater, they were teammates. Oh, my God. The Look, whole thing. Tony Romo has lost it. I'm sorry. Tony Romo. I mean, why don't you mention Taylor Swift as someone's wife? <laughs> no, what are that. you doing, man? What is that guy doing? You do not want to get Taylor Swift upset. Oh, Taylor Swift is very don't. peaked. She apparently left in a huff from the Golden Globes. I get it. Uh, she was, what's her movie? I get it. Eras? 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 The Eras Tour. The Eras Tour. She has a movie out. Is that why she was there? I don't know. But they made a joke about how they weren't going to be cutting to her like they do on the, <laughs> in the NFL games. What are you doing? Why would you want to wrinkle her? Why do you want to wrinkle got, her? She's got tons of power, yeah, you she's know. She's got it all. Big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. On the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. And yeah. she was who drinking was a glass guy? of wine. Way, I don't even know. Who that is. And she was. You're supposed to get boozed up. Not amused. I, listen, I don't, know, I don't know anything about the Golden Globes. And I don't know who won or anything like that. But I saw it was trending that now everyone hates Bradley Cooper. <laughs> is that 
Is what? that something to do? Did you know this is going on? No. That is something to do with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles or something? I don't know. I, maybe. That, I don't know. How the hell do you not like that guy? What did he do wrong? He is a tremendous actor. He is a guy that you would pay to go watch a movie because of. Right. I guess he made the movie Maestro. Handsome and, man. And he didn't win anything? So I don't people know. are mad at him? I, I wasn't paying attention to Gold Globes last night. I, I saw the Taylor Swift stuff. I didn't pay attention. Yeah, I was at Lambo finishing off my cheese curds and bratwurst. Well, that's great. I haven't had that in a long time, Molly. How are you holding up? I'm doing okay. How's okay, I, I got a question now. Yeah. Since you just brought that up. There's a video out there, uh-huh. courtesy of Mark Grody. Oh, that is right. Now, Mark Grody got me. Were those cheese cur- Were those cheese curds that you had picked up out of the, the buffet? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure. And then I noticed. Where was I get them? Well, no, no, no. I, I I wasn't sure what it what You just brought up what you oh, were eating. Yeah. I, I couldn't proper. tell. There was no audio. I didn't hear any audio Did you either. have any sauerkraut on it? No. Yeah. I did not do the sauerkraut. Is that a bad choice? No. The problem with sauerkraut is you're belching it up the rest yeah, of the Yeah, I didn't want to do that. But you you this goes back to something else we've talked about quite a bit. You you had a dollop of ranch with of it, correct? Of course I did. Okay, so now it may. Yep. I wasn't sure at first. I thought maybe that was like a a tortellini or an gnocchi, and maybe a little white sauce on the uh, side. So gnocchi. now I wasn't quite sure what it was. I, now the, the G N O C C I is gnocchi. So Grody was behind me in Thanks line. Thanks for correcting me. We could I, do this all I day. thought I was helping you. Grody no, was, you're not. You're just Grody pointing out another mistake, and Jim Nance. I think he was in on the bit. He knew the ranch, my obsession with the ranch dressing and everything. So I think he was – I didn't realize he was videotaping until after he was videotaping, and I didn't know he was posting until after he posted. He said, uh, uh, hey, you okay with I post that, that video? <laughs> oh, no, Mark. I'm not. After he posted he it, posted he posted it, he asked me, yeah. Well, that's, that's typical Grody. Funny. It was a great time sitting next to Mark Grody, though. Oh, we had, he's we had great. a lot of fun. I love Mark. A lot of fun. Anyway, back to the Romo thing for a moment, if I can ask you a question. Mm-hmm. And I, I legit, and I, I, I called up his bio because, not to pick on Tony Romo, but Luke Getze and Kyle Shanahan? Molly, there's not a connection there. Didn't, isn't that well, what he said? I, I mean, it, it, not the I coaching think, tree. No, no. He said, it's, I, I think he said, I think he meant to say, that that uh, the flower comes from Kyle Shanahan, and therefore Luke Getze worked for the flower, right? Okay, but is that's, that not what he meant? That's like several degrees of separation. Matt from the flower never lost to the Bears. Matt, Matt Lafleur being ten and zero against the Bears kind of gives him his own tree. He is rooted in Green Bay. You know, he's the guy that I think Luke Getze learned from, but not mm-hmm. very well apparently. Wow. So let's talk about this. Luke Getze, I think, yes. after being here since since 5.30, talking about what's next for the Bears, are we in agreement that he is likely to be the first employee spared as maybe a potential scapegoat for this season? Do you think he will lose his job as a result of 7-10, and 10, bad offense, inconsistent game plans, not really forcing for, – not, not really – Framing well, your I, offense I, against, I, around I, Justin Fields. I think you'd be hard-pressed to make an argument to keep him. I tried to do that earlier for you when you asked for it. Um, but, no, I, I don't think Luke Getze has got a very bright future in Chicago. Is that the question? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think that it, it's unfortunate, and I don't know, again, how much of it is on him. But I think um, it was uh, Patrick Manley who tweeted out in the first half of the game that, 
basically he had dusted off his game plan from the season opener and was running it again. It felt that way. There was just nothing there. You just didn't and, – and, you know, they could not protect Justin Fields. They had a new center, uh, which, again, I don't think the old center was going to do a great job, but they had – Issues on the interior of the offensive line, I, you're, and I, they were really in trouble. I know how you feel about Lucas Patrick, and I think it's valid, but the I, metrics do support he has not given up a lot of pass pressures. So I, his absence yesterday probably did hurt. not help. It doesn't help when you're on the road and you got, um, you know, you're snapping the ball in a loud environment. I mean, that's it not was, it the was loudest loud. building, though. But, but you know, it, but it, there was a frenzy. Yes, there was a lot of acti- yes. activity, and it was louder as as the Packers kept on going deeper into the game with a lead. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand why Getzy would be the first guy, uh, probably that we get news on. Yeah, and I, I, you know, he he, um, we're getting a lot of pushback on Tony Romo. And I do believe when he first came out, he was really What's, good. Well, I, I'm not looking uh, at How about line. this? This is uh, Romo also called Braxton Jones, Brandon Jones. <laughs> he has jumped the shark. And we've got, yes. Uh, Tony Romo was a good analyst when he first started, but he's been phoning it in for at least three years. That's kind of mean. Well, I, I don't think. altogether wrong. I, I think there was a time when I really enjoyed Tony Romo as right. an analyst in the booth. Yes. I, I think that seems like a long time ago. It just uh, and the the praise for Luke Getzey is just it's it's not real. It's, it's smart it's or, or just perceptive noise. It's not. There's nothing behind it. it. I don't understand. He couldn't even pronounce the guy's name, and then he's he's just wrong about the way he's. That's why it sounded like a favor. Yeah, it was. That, weird. That's why it sounded like but a he, favor. He does that. He does. He says stuff. I got to tell you, the worst moment of the broadcast was hearing him. Do we have that cut where he talks about Aaron Rodgers and then uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers kind of learned to open up his throw and then, oh. He I connected the you, dynasties. He connected From the, the dynasties. From Favre to the Rodgers to the love. Literally, as a Chicago fan, Makes you want to just the last squirm, thing on earth you want to hear. Throw something at the TV yeah. or swear. Yeah. All of them. And meanwhile, the quarterback is is hitting an eighty four point four percent completion rate. What are you doing? Did I see this right that Jordan Love completed passes to six first year receivers? That is correct. <laughs> How about this one? Uh, he was that was the least pressured he's been in any game this season. Yeah, that's not good. That that uh, he apparently um, there were only like a few throws that were impacted by pass rush. Montez so, Sweat was no not as big of a factor as like he has been. Doubled him, maybe. I don't. I, I'd have to go back and watch yeah. the game again. I watched it yesterday. We talked about it, and then I, um, I just kept slamming my head in the car door before I uh, got in the car to drive down here. It, it, just an awful, awful game. A really bad performance all the way around by the Bears. I don't Saturday think night much to like. Colts losing to the Texans on yes. a, one of the dumbest fourth down decisions that we've seen in a long time. Jonathan Taylor not on the field, fourth and one, and then a swing pass, and Garden Minshew puts it just behind the running back Goodson, I believe. He drops it. Texans win. C.J. Stroud, playoff quarterback as a rookie. Did that speak to you? Did that say anything to you that is applicable as the Bears move forward? Well, I, I think you can say that the Bears missed 
on a generational quarterback. <laughs> that's, that's that, one thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just being honest yeah. with you. If I'm building a team and you're saying take any quarterback, and he's going to be a guy that I would look at, right? He'd be a guy, oh, yeah, that guy's future looks very bright. And so you wonder, you know, unless I fall in love with a quarterback, eh, did you look? I don't know. But maybe this time you got to look. And maybe that's what they're planning on doing. I think I, also the example shows you can plop a rookie quarterback yes. into an equation if you have something that you uh, – The right coach. The, uh, yeah, you have the right coach, but something else that is your identity. You, yeah. And then you let that quarterback slowly change that identity so it is his team rather than maybe the defense's team. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Mike's on the Odyssey app. Hey, Mike. Mike, you there? Hello? Hey, yeah. Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, a, couple, a comment and a question. If so, the earlier caller that said you need to have first round receivers to win, I, I highly disagree because just look at Wes Welker undrafted. Look at Julian Edelman seventh round. You need coaching staff that can recognize athletes and develop them. My question to you guys is. If the Bears move on from fields, I think you've already kind of answered this. You know, is their coaching staff capable of developing a new quarterback? Yeah, I, I think not, but we'll, well see. Well, I, I think that it's not yet. It depends on who they hire, doesn't it? I mean, your cynicism is understood, appreciated, maybe even shared. Yeah. But they, we don't know who's going to be married to this quarterback. We know that the current group – will make wonderful excuses as to why they're not winning with the guy, but, and, they'll, and they'll back him 100%. That's but, why you can't run it back. Yeah. That's, that's why that's you can't why, run it back. That's why you can't run it back. Yeah. Okay, last thing. Michigan, Washington tonight, Molly. Who you got? I told you I got Michigan. I just want to repeat. That was I got Michigan 24-20. Did you go 24-20? I, I went 24-20. I went the opposite of Dustin, okay. and it was the same 24-20 score that I had picked before. <laughs> And I was feeling really good about it. And I thought, wow, that must resonate with David. I know he's listening closely. And here we are. Oh, by the way, what was your answer? That was that three was a and a half hours ago. I'm, I'm reiterating it for the new audience. Changes every 20 minutes, Molly. Um, Michigan, 31-23. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I, Dustin, you have 24-20 the other way, right? You're, a, you're, a, a, you're with the dogs. I'm wearing purple tonight. I'm with. I'm taking. I am on the same side as Olin Krutz. Just so you know, Dustin, you are a Michigan hater. It has nothing to do with, that's with true. Washington. That is it has true. to do with Notre Dame. I didn't even think of that. So that's all he's this doing. Is all I mean, the, this is the most this is all predictable. The Notre Dame it's all vote. nonsense. Yeah, that's why he doesn't want Caleb Williams because the guy, you know, had a nasty thought on his fingernails. That's you. No offense, buddy. Are you going to be predictable? Just don't keep it coming. Are I mean, you, the, off- the, the offense keeps coming. Are you going to be? I think the 9 o'clock hour, we should, <laughs> 9 o'clock hour should be branded. Let's offend Dustin. I, I haven't offended Hashtag. you. Hashtag. No, not you. Just Molly. How you? have I offended you? Pronunciations, the really oh. reason why I want uh, Washington to win tonight. You don't want to know about Noki? <laughs> I'm well aware of it. It's my children's favorite pasta. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Depends like on where you go for it. Whatever you do. Don't ever have um, cauliflower gnocchi. That'll leave you. Oh, I have cauliflower everything now, thanks to keto. Yeah, that'll leave And thanks leave to you. my friends over at uh, Sota, yeah, you, state <laughs> of the art. It'll leave you, it's it'll been leave a while. you uncomfortable. I'm glad to see you're still on that. Yeah, okay. 
You look like a big a bag bucks. of cauliflower rice to celebrate my uh, Washington Huskies victory tonight. Wearing purple tomorrow if they win. Absolutely. Going to be Brandon. Uh, can I borrow some? Do you have a <laughs> do you have a Warren Moon football card you might bring to work? Or who's your favorite Husky besides Olin Krutz, of course? Who's your favorite Washington Husky? Who comes to mind first when I say Washington Huskies? I might screw up his name. Molly will correct me in a second. Um, Eatman? Steve Eatman. There you go. Yes. I thought wow. the same guy. Same guy. Really? Yeah. Big time what player about, for that 91 championship team. What about team. Olin Krutz? Isn't he your favorite? Well, he Husky? said besides Olin Krutz. Who comes to mind first? Yeah. Olin. He said um, after Olin. Yeah, I said Olin. And, um, and the commanders aren't wasting any time. They've requested interviews with the Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson and the defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn for their head coach Makes position. sense. You got to do that quickly with teams that are in the mix. Yep. And uh, Ben Johnson, I'll be curious to see if that initial report was accurate. Is he seeking $15 million a year? If so, Who isn't? <laughs> yeah. Justin is seeking $15 million. <laughs> And he's I'm, worth I'm every penny. I'm seeking $15. Yeah. All right, we've got, uh, I believe we're going to be talking. Is, is Dan back, or is he still in Mexico? What, what is that you've made of? That's the rumor. That's oh, a Dan tease. Dan is back. I thought, he gave me a thumbs off. I thought he was flipping me off. Honest to God. Thanks, Brandon. I think he did flip me off when I mentioned Dan. Why is Dan so unpopular in this crosstalk? We'll ask that question of him next. And we got Lawrence here. It's Mully and Haw at Chicago Sports Radio 670.